Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, let me just take a second and tell you how we do things here at Primal Potential and how we're different from other health and nutrition podcasts. I think it's really great and powerful to talk about what you should eat and why. But the reality is that that's not really where most people struggle. Most people struggle with the how. How do I make these healthier changes? How do I sustain them? How do I maintain my motivation? How do I get through the hard parts? And we want to help you with those things. Another reason we're different is my personal background. I have to confess that I get a little frustrated when I see all of these quote-unquote weight loss experts out there taking money from a lot of people but they've never experienced weight loss themselves. And I'm not saying that's a prerequisite, but I do think it's immensely helpful for somebody who really understands the throes of emotional eating and the pain of obesity. Somebody who understands the deeply ingrained patterns that many overweight and obese people have and how difficult it is to overcome them. And I think there's a difference between academic understanding and real life application and struggle. I've been there. I've struggled with my weight for well over 20 years. I topped the scales at quite a bit over 300 pounds, honestly, probably closer to 350 pounds. So yeah, I have the professional background and I have the educational background for this platform, but more importantly, I have the personal background. I get it. I get the pain, I get the struggle, I get the gap between knowing and doing. And I think a lot of those other experts understand the education component, but they can't really as effectively help you bridge that gap from I know what I need to do and I'm empowered and I'm capable of doing it. I lost over 100 pounds and I am here to help you reach your goals. That is my whole mission. I'm here to help you establish a common sense approach that's unique to you, not one that works for everybody in the world, but helping you create your customized plan with empathy, with patience, with education, and then hopefully some fun along the way. So in every episode, we tackle either a mainstream myth, and there's tons of them, or a common weight loss challenge or struggle 
Then we talk about the healthy science-based solution or establish the facts. And then my favorite part, every episode we will talk about practical implementation strategies so you can start making healthy changes and progressing towards your goals today. So this isn't just theory or jargon. This is about these are the steps that you can start taking today to change your life. And the challenge I want to tackle today is a really common one for this time of year. As I record this, it is December 30th, and so this will likely air in early January when it seems like everybody is talking about getting back on track, adopting healthy habits, making the decision to finally lose weight. But the hardest part is really getting started in a way that allows you to maintain your motivation for more than just a few days or a few weeks. Considering what should I take on and when? What kind of goals should I set? How do I make sure my goals are achievable, but they also keep me motivated to keep going? And here's where I see a lot of people going wrong. They decide they need to make a change and they jump on somebody else's plan. They adopt this big, long set of rules. They brace themselves. They dive in. And unfortunately, the plan isn't made for them. And so it's not right for them but it consumes a ton of their time and energy. And after a few weeks or a few days, they're done. I get that. I have been there. I've done it a million times. And today I want to establish approaches that work for you because the approach of getting on board with somebody else's plan and following this big long set of rules and kind of bracing yourself and white knuckling through, that's not really effective. I wanna create the strategy that works for you. More importantly, one that you can stick with, one that you can learn from, and one that you're able to adapt for the duration of your weight loss journey so that it always keeps working. So the first thing that I want us to think about doing is setting a four-week goal. To do that, I want you to think about what your biggest vices or your biggest pain points are. What are the things that hold you back more than anything else? Where do you usually fall off track? Is there a time of day or one type of behavior or one type of food that's really your Achilles heel? For me, starting out, it was the evening time because usually at that time of day, I was tired. I had had a long day at work. I was usually stressed out. And after dinner, because I was kind of bored and it was a downtime and I was definitely tired, I would numb my feelings, stress, anxiety, whatever it was, and hide from that stress by overeating and eating a lot of junk food. But maybe that's not your struggle and it's probably not. Maybe it's lunches out during the week. You tend to not pack your lunch to work and you go out to eat every day and you don't make good choices there. Or maybe you have a real sweet tooth first thing in the morning and you tend to go for fast food or donuts for breakfast. Maybe it has nothing to do with food. Maybe your biggest struggle is staying up too late watching TV or stalking people on Facebook. And so you're always exhausted in the morning. And for you, when you're overtired, you tend to be less motivated and make poor choices. Whatever your pain point is, that's where I want you to establish your first four-week goal. And the reason we do four-week goals, because if you think about, say, a New Year's resolution and you set a goal for a year from now, there's no sense of urgency, right? If you set a goal that you want to lose 30 pounds in the new year, you don't feel any pressure at all for the first six months because you can blow it over and over and over and over again, and you still could be on track to reach that goal by the end of the year. 
and chance and chances to take action, you've long since forgotten about it. So we're going to create shorter term goals so that you can reach that goal more quickly and so that that sense of urgency is always high enough. All right. So let's look at an example of what that four-week goal might look like. In my case, nighttime boredom overeating was my big pain point, and that's where I threw off the majority of my success. I could have a great day, and then at night, I'd kind of burn it all down because I was just eating out of boredom and to numb my stress or my loneliness or whatever it was. So my four-week goal might have been something like this. Within four weeks... I will replace nighttime eating with a new healthy habit. Now that might not seem too specific and you're absolutely right, but that's only our starting point, okay? So we know what our focus is, moving away from nighttime eating and starting to seek healthy habits. And the next step is the most important. Instead of just establishing this four-week goal and kind of always moving in that direction, we then break the four-week goal down into weekly goals. We do this so that we always have an immediate focus because, like I said with the New Year's resolution example, if I just left a four-week goal to overcome my nighttime eating, I could easily justify not really doing anything for the first couple of weeks because I could probably tackle it in a week or two. So there's no sense of urgency. There's no pressure. There's no immediacy and need for action right now. So we set shorter term goals and we break them down so we always have an immediate focus. So let's walk through that process. If within four weeks I want to replace my nighttime eating habit with new healthier habits, My week one goal might be to limit myself to only one snack or treat after dinner. And that, for me at that point, would have been a big improvement because I would honestly often have four or five different things. I might have, you know, a bowl of ice cream and then I might have some popcorn and then I might, you know, just nibble on some random thing out of the fridge and then I might have a glass of wine. So my week one goal might be to limit myself to one snack or treat after dinner. My week two goal might be to schedule a nightly activity that begins right after dinner. It doesn't have to be something crazy like a big bowling night with a family or something. It could be a movie or a walk or a project you're wanting to do um, off of Pinterest. Something that will be your post-dinner focus instead of like just scouring through the kitchen for hours on end. My week three goal might be to establish an evening wind-down process. And this is something I really did. Shortly after dinner, I would take about 45 minutes and I'd make a really nice cup of tea and I'd enjoy it with a good book or sometimes with a movie. And that was a routine that I got into to sort of wind down and it was an indulgence that I really came to enjoy. And then a week four goal might be to stay out of the kitchen after tea time because just going in there and sort of having that curiosity of, geez, you know, what is there that I might be able to munch on really quickly? Avoid that temptation in week four by staying out of the kitchen. So now we have the four weekly steps that'll help us to reach our ultimate four-week goal, but we don't stop there. Because you have this one-week goal, and I don't want you to take on too much because sometimes that can be overwhelming and we can lose our focus. Every day when you wake up, take just two minutes and establish one thing, only one, not five, only one thing that you will do today to help you reach your weekly goal. So in this example of trying to curb my nighttime overeating habit, these daily micro goals might be something like, um, today, if I'm tempted to overeat, 
I'm going to write down one positive way that my life will change when I reach my goals. Or maybe today my one thing will be to go to the grocery store and pick out a new tea that I'm excited about having after dinner. Or maybe another one might be um, to get in touch with a friend to borrow a great book that she was talking about so that I have something that I can really look forward to after dinner. But as I said, you know, maybe nighttime eating isn't your thing. So let's do another example. And I talked about, you know, starting the day um, with less than desirable choices. Maybe you have a real sweet tooth in the morning or maybe you're in the habit of going through the drive through on your way into work. So you might set a four-week goal to have a healthy breakfast based on clean proteins and healthy fats every day. So that's your goal. Within four weeks, you want to transform your breakfast habit. But we want to then break that down into weekly goals so we have a more short-term immediate focus. So your week one goal might be to fix yourself a healthy breakfast at home three days a week. And in week two, maybe you up it to four days per week. And then in week three, maybe you commit to whenever you go for fast food that you're going to skip the potatoes and the soda and you're just going to focus on um, the protein. Like maybe you're going to get an egg sandwich with some meat, but you're not going to eat the bread and you're not going to eat the hash browns and you're going to get water or coffee instead. And then your week four goal might be to prepare a couple of meals ahead of time so that you have healthy breakfasts available. Like maybe you make a frittata or you make some, um, I love these delicious little pork sausage muffins that I'll make ahead of time and I keep them available for breakfast. So maybe your week four goal is to prepare those ahead of time so that you can have a healthy breakfast at home every day. As far as your daily goals, You might decide um, today the one thing I'm going to do is prepare that one recipe so that in my three or four mornings a week in those first couple of weeks, I have options and I don't have to deal with the excuse of, oh, I don't have time to make breakfast. I'm running late. It's just there. You grab it and you go. Maybe another daily goal is um, researching some healthy breakfast recipes or stocking up on groceries to support your new healthy breakfast initiative. Or maybe you take a different way to work to avoid that normal fast food stop that you make and avoid that temptation. Or maybe you just take a few minutes to write down five reasons that this healthy change is going to improve your life. And you might be thinking, listen, Elizabeth, that's all great and everything, but my goal is just to lose weight. And I think that it's more effective to try and change a behavior that builds up to weight loss, but we can use a weight loss example as well. Let's say your four-week goal is to lose 10 pounds. You're still going to break that into weekly goals. Since it's easier to lose weight when we're first getting started, you might say, week one, I'm going to shoot to lose three pounds. And week two, I'm going to shoot to lose three pounds. In week three, I'm going to aim to lose two pounds. And same in week four, I'm going to aim to lose two pounds. But then every day, you have to establish what is the one thing and only one thing that I am going to do today to help me reach this goal. So that's a really great start when you're trying to look to embrace healthier changes and reach your weight loss goals, but it's incredibly important that you also stay accountable. Even if it's only to yourself, you need to write these weekly and monthly goals out and keep yourself familiar with them. Don't just write them down once and walk away from them. This is something, honestly, if you want to be successful, you need to be looking at these every single day. You should be reciting them to yourself. They should always be top of mind because most often when we fail, we've set a goal and then we've walked away from it. Whether it's after a couple of days or a couple of weeks, it loses its place in the forefront of our mind. And if we're not focusing on it, we're not going to be acting on it. 
Maybe you want to tell a friend and keep them posted, ask for their support. But whatever you do, don't just set the goal and then forget about it. We've all been there. I've done that a million times. Tell yourself that you're going to take a different approach this time and then keep yourself accountable. The final element of getting started that I want to talk about is making the most out of your willpower. Willpower is not an indefinite resource that lucky people just have plenty of. It actually functions a lot like a battery. And this isn't just some cute analogy. This is legit science. Any decision making, any choices you make, any complex thought or reasoning, it has been shown to fatigue the area of the brain that's responsible for these activities. So you really can't imagine it like your cell phone battery. As the day goes on, as you use it, it has less to give. That's why so many of us start off the day really strong and then blow it in the afternoon or evening. We have to consciously do things that will help conserve our willpower battery for what we really need it for. Remember that any decisions draw on that willpower battery. And for that reason, we want to automate as much as possible. I don't know about you, but I don't want a decision like what I'm going to wear to work or if I should hit snooze or get out of bed now to draw on my willpower first thing in the morning and leave me with not enough for later on for the stuff I really need that willpower for. So for those decisions that don't really impact your goals, automate them. Don't force yourself to have to make decision after decision after decision that doesn't matter because it's drawing on your willpower battery. Pick out your outfits the night before. Don't hem and haw over what you should wear. Plan your meals. Decide what you're having for breakfast. Don't leave it to the immediate decision of, oh, what am I in the mood for? What do I have time for? Plan it all ahead of time. Identify all the places you're forcing yourself to make a choice and automate as much of that as you can. This is going to conserve your willpower so that it's available to you when you really need it. So when you're looking to get started and make a healthy change, here's where we're going to get started. You want to identify your biggest pain point or the area of your lifestyle or diet that's holding you back the most. And then set a four-week goal to improve that area. You want to break your four-week goal down into four one-week goals. And then every day, first thing, ask yourself, what is the one thing I can do today that will help me move towards that weekly goal? And do that right away. Do that first thing when your willpower is at its highest. Don't put it off. Don't see what the day has to bring. Do that right away. Stay accountable. Ask for help. Write your goals down and read them every single day. Keep them front and center. Ask a friend for help. Stay accountable. If not to somebody else, absolutely positively stay accountable to yourself. And then finally, you want to conserve your willpower by automating as much of your life as you can. And I know getting started can be super daunting, especially when you have major changes to make or a significant amount of weight to lose. But honestly, setting out to do too much, to take on too much, can be absolutely disastrous. So you want to pick one area that will really impact your life and your success and set a small short-term goal around it and then put all your resources towards achieving it. There's no question no question at all that this absolutely can be the very best year of your life, that you can reach the goals that you set for the first time ever. 
And that's what Primal Potential is here to help you do. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. You can check out the show notes at primalpotential.com for more helpful resources and some more additional tips. And of course, if there are topics that you would like me to cover, you can comment on this episode or over on the show notes page, or please always feel very free to email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, and tell me what you would like me to cover, how I can help you reach your goals, transform your life, and master fat loss naturally. Until next time, stay healthy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.